Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, and thank you so much for lending us your ears. It's good to have you uh, with us on the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series, all about saving your hard-earned cash. Glenn Thompson with you, and of course, uh, Lindsay Cook, who is Mrs. Mean. Lindsay, of course, is a campaigning and uh, freelance journalist, and uh, she's back in the studio. Mrs. Mean, one thing to ask you, are you still mean? Oh, I think we've got to get even meaner at the moment. Oh, OK. Today, talking about uh, childcare. And uh, this is an interesting one because, you know, a lot of money is spent on childcare if you have the little ones. Millions of parents are really struggling to pay for their professional care of their children while they're working. Uh, for many, the cost takes around two-thirds of a parent's weekly take-home pay across England. Childcare providers are increasing their rates by around 10% on average this year and 8% increases last Last year. Mrs. Mean, this is an area that uh, we haven't focused on before, but you know, a lot of money can be spent on childcare, can't it? It can, and an awful lot of people say that their childcare costs them more than their mortgage. It's their biggest outgoing, and they can't avoid it, and they're terrified of it going up more. It's not the childcare providers that are sort of ripping them off or anything like that. They've got increasing costs. They've got very tight regulation on how many children can be looked after. But there are some ways, not major ways, but there are some ways that people can get help with their childcare costs. OK, so lots to get through today then. So uh, we'll take it to what childcare costs, uh, what help can the government give and what does the government give us as far as uh, those costs are concerned? What are the free hours of care? Also taking a look at child benefits, sharing the care, how those grandparents can help, and au pairs as well. So lots to come up on our child care podcast today. So what about the costs, Mrs Mean? We're talking big money here, aren't we? We are. It typically costs in England two-thirds of a parent's weekly take-home pay to have childcare. In London, it's 71%. And it works out like this. In Blackpool, where the average take-home pay is £344 a week, the childcare cost is likely to be £238 a week for one full-time childcare. It really is costing a lot. Mm. And figures from ONS, Office of National Statistics, are saying now... And we've got a shortage of workers. But now the number of women not working, they can look after their children, has increased by 5% in the past year. And it's likely to go up more. Previous 30 years, it's fallen every year. We've paid for childcare, whether it's in our homes or in nurseries or wherever it is. But now the cost of childcare that people need, well, a way of reducing it if they can. Okay, so lots to talk about. Uh, The cost then, as you've heard from Mrs Mean there, can be pretty well extortionate. I think it's a fair fair description. But what help can the government give us, Mrs Mean? Uh, Is there anything available from them? Yes, there is. And a lot of people don't know about tax-free childcare. In fact, the government has started a campaign to let people know about it. Because if you pay for approved childcare, you can get up to £2,000 a year for one child. So this is £4,000 if your child has a disability, but you get £500 every three months 
to help with your childcare. You have to set up a childcare account. All the details are on Gov UK, but you pay £8 into your childcare account and they pay £2 and proportionate, obviously. But this tax-free childcare is available to all children. The free hours that are provided by the government only come in when your child is three years old. And I think that has confused people and they think there's no government help at all until your child is three. But there is from the date of birth until the child is, I think it's 11. Mm. But it is, yes, it's 11. Above 11, they're in school and they don't need the same level of childcare. They can probably get the bus home on themselves, etc. Mrs. Mean, what's the process of applying for this then? You know, you've had your, your first child, you've had your second child, whatever number child it is. What's the process of actually applying for this? Is it is it complex? No, just go through to GovUK, tax-free childcare. The details are all there. Some people have not claimed it because they think their child has to be in a nursery or something. Mm. Whereas it can be used for childminders. It can be used for after-school clubs and play schemes. It can be used for breakfast clubs even or after-school clubs at school. It really is flexible. It's 2000 a year. Yes, you are then paying extra money for the childcare, but it, it's a contribution towards it. So to qualify then for that, Mrs Mean, I guess you have to be working, do you? You do. And you have to be earning the minimum wage. So if you're 23 or over, you've got to be earning £1,976 in a three-month period. If you're earning more than 100000 in the current tax year, you won't be eligible either. But if you're very low paid or if you're very highly paid, you don't get it. Adopted children are eligible, but foster children are not. I presume that's because the foster parents get some other money. But it is help and not enough people take it up. HMRC promotes it whenever they can. Children over three are entitled to free hours of care. It's there for all three and four-year-olds. It can be used for nurseries, playgroups, preschools, registered childminders, holiday schemes, all these different things. It's 15 to 30 hours free childcare, but it's only available if both parents earn less than 100000 It can be used, and this is where people are confused, it can be used alongside the tax free childcare scheme. So it can really help if you've got 30 free hours and you've got £2,000, it will help you. It helps with childcare during the 38 weeks of the school year, not the holidays. Whoever designed this right. doesn't know about schools, etc. Most private nurseries are open for the whole year. So if your child is in a nursery for 52 weeks, you probably only get 38 weeks of cover or whatever. You have to stretch the money. Mm. But it still works and it's still worth having. So no help over the summer holidays then at all? No, there's no help over the summer holidays. The government doesn't seem to think that children need looking after in holidays. I don't know why. <laughs> OK, thanks for that, Mrs Mean. We are taking a look at uh, childcare costs in today's Mrs Mean Money Show podcast. Still to come, child benefit issues, uh, sharing the care, how your grandparents can help, and also au pairs. So, child benefit issues, Mrs Mean, what sort of problems could we come up against here? Well, the government brought in a limit to what you can earn and take your child benefit. Now, child benefit is £21.80 a week for the first child and it's £14.45 for subsequent children. But if you earn more than 50000 your child benefit is reduced. 
this was brought in in 2013. It hasn't been increased since. If it was increased, now the limit would be, or the threshold would be 64,000 if you took inflation into account. But it means that people who are still on basic rate tax are regarded as higher earners for child benefit. I'm hoping that something is done in the March 15th budget. It won't cost that much, but it causes real grief and people end up being fined. But overall, if you earn less than 50000 a year, you get the full amount of child benefit. If either of you earns more than 50000 you may have to pay some of it back. If either of you earn over 60000 you get no child benefit. And the way it works is, if you earn more than 50000 for every £100 over 50000 you pay back 1% of your child benefit. And once you earn 60000 it wipes out all the child benefit. So the charge is paid for through self-assessment forms. People are being fined if they don't tell the government about it. And you, you really need to know about it because it's, it's quite a complicated thing. And you can reduce the amount you have to pay back. So it's not just the 50000 you earn. If you pay pension contributions from taxed income, you can gross those up so that you can earn more than 50000 If you pay gift aid, and if you are in the category where you have to pay back some of your child benefit, it can pay you, and you need to take advice on this, mm. to pay more into your pension to reduce the reduction of your child benefit. Because the money going into your pension will provide for a better old age. And you only need to do this for a couple of years while you're getting child benefit, etc. But it needs proper consultation. There is information on, again, HMRC or GovUK. But it really makes a difference. And some employees talk with their bosses and about flexibility and they do salary sacrifice schemes. Now, this means that they don't earn as much. Or you can work part-time. You can reduce your hours with in mind of keeping yourself so you keep your amount of child benefit. For one child is £1,133. For the second child, it's £751 a year. You can lose two or £3,000 of taxed income or, or free income without knowing it. So you've got to be very careful. But you can increase your pension payments. Make sure that the pension payment that's taken into account is um, grossed up. The money that goes into your pension normally is after you pay tax. So you've got to gross it up by multiplying by 100 and dividing by 80, which means if you pay 2500 a year into your pension, then you can take £3,125 from your earnings for this. So it means that your pension contributions count more for child benefit than they do. Also, it's worth looking at whether you or your partner reduces their work hours. If you reduce your work hours, you come down below the fifty or 60000 but it may mean that your childcare costs come yeah. down as well. So it's a complicated calculation. One of my sons has been doing lots of calculations recently about how to make sure he gets the best value for their childcare and their children are looked after properly. It's really difficult, but you have to do it. Remember, when you're doing this, it's not just your annual salary. Any bonuses will be counted. Any savings interest is counted. So you've got to make sure you include everything because you don't want to accidentally 
incur a bill and not know about it. And if you don't tell the taxman or taxwoman, you can face a fine of 10 to 30 percent plus the interest unless you have a reasonable excuse. So if you say, I didn't know about it, that's not enough. If you get 40000 a year, but your bonus is 15000 you will be charged it. So you really have to be on top mm. of this. There's a lot of benefits then available from the government for childcare. You know, there's a fair, a fair bit of help there. But they don't shout about it, do they? This is something you've got to dig deep for yourself because there's not a lot of advertising on these benefits that are available. No, there isn't. And one of the sources is at the school gate, talk to other parents because, you know, those who are a few months ahead of you in the um, child rearing stakes, they know about everything or should do, or you might be able to help them. But it's difficult to find all the details and the government hasn't always helped. For example, a few years ago, if you shared a role with a colleague at a company, you know, Mm. job sharing. It was all advertised and everyone said job sharing was a great thing and people would advertise this job can be shared. If you then did the sharing the childcare as well, because it's somebody you work with closely, they know your working hours, etc., it could work really well. But until a few years ago, if you shared childcare... Ofsted said you were getting a benefit in kind and therefore it was taxable and therefore you couldn't do this. This happened with two job sharers. They were taken to court over it. They were getting a financial benefit, it was said. Now that's regarded as nonsense. If you're working or even a neighbour or whatever, if you have a good, trustworthy person that you want to share childcare with, you can do it. If you start getting paid for it, then you have to yeah. it becomes complicated. But you can do reciprocal arrangements. So some top advice then from Mrs. Mean on today's money show. And of course it's all about uh, yes, those childcare costs. Grandparents, if you're still lucky enough to have the grandparents around, you know, this is a great help, isn't it, Mrs. Mean? It can be. And it can be also a benefit to the grandparent. Now, if they're under retirement age and they've not got enough national insurance contributions on their records, you can add their name, you can get them registered and they can add thousands of pounds to their state pensions. Again, details are available on HMRC and on um, GovUK. But if you have a grandparent who doesn't have full entitlement for pension. Quite a lot of um, people have taken years out from working mm. for their own childcare and they may not have the full 35 years for when they get to 67. Well, if they haven't and they're helping you out, you can register them as your child carer. You don't have to pay them anything, but they will get extra years towards their pension. And it can make thousands of pounds difference to their pension in years to come. Wow. So it's really worth doing. Details again online. You can get it from advice sites, but the government gives you the details as well as how to do it. And it really makes a difference. So you can claim child benefit if you're responsible for bringing up a child who is aged under 16 or under 20 if they are still in approved educational training. So it can add thousands to your state pension. State pensions in this country are not generous, so anybody can get help with that. It's really worth having. It is indeed. It's all about saving your money. Now, au pairs, Mrs. Bean, used to be a prominent part of uh, childcare before Brexit. Brexit came along. A lot of those, uh, 
youngsters from overseas, they sort of went back home and, uh, you know, au pairs are quite short supply now, aren't they? They are, but there are still au pairs. I was surprised when doing research to find that quite a few people from the UK or Ireland choose to move from their hometown, often to the southeast, mm. where they couldn't afford to live in accommodation, and they provide childcare. So in the past, it was people coming from Europe. You used to have mostly Scandinavian young ladies who were always very glamorous, who were <laughs> au pairs. Now they can come from UK or Ireland, but also people from Commonwealth countries who've had a grandparent who was born in the UK, Channel Islands or Isle of Man, can also get a visa to work here as an au pair for five years. And for them, you know, they can learn the language. Tier 5 Youth Mobility Scheme visas are available to citizens of Australia, Canada, Japan, Monaco, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Korea and Taiwan. So you've got to be between 18 and 30 and you should be coming here for two years. But there's a, a magazine called Au Pair World, which will help people who are thinking of this. You obviously need to have a spare bedroom that is exclusively for the use of the au pair. Yeah. But the government reckons you need to pay £90 a week for an au pair, which is a lot cheaper than a nursery. Mm. And if you've got more than a child, it really is worthwhile. Now, it's not full-time work. They reckon you should own as an au pair. They should only be required to do 30 hours a week work. They should have access to English classes, should practice English with the family. They should eat with the family. So it costs more than £90, but because they're at that level, they're not mm. paying income tax or national insurance, it's worth looking at. As I say, it's something that used to be, well, lots and lots of people yeah. had au pairs. They are still a thing. It's worth contacting Au Pair World. UK government has guidelines, so it's worth checking those mm. to see what is available and whether it would suit your your family. And I think before you venture down the au pair route, you've got to realise that somebody else, as you said, Mrs Mean, is going to be living in your house with you, you know, part of the family. So that's, uh, that's some adjustment you've got to make, isn't it? It is, and it really depends on what accommodation you've got. If you're in a tiny house or flat, it's probably not going to work. I was fortunate enough when um, my boys were younger that I had um, a house that had a bedroom with a separate bathroom, and we had nannies, which in those days were cheap. We had live-in nannies, and it worked. I thought it would be dreadful, but no, it worked well. They were young. They didn't want to eat with us most evenings. They wanted to go out. So it worked <laughs> It very worked well, well yeah. Okay, so Mrs. Mean Money podcast today, and of course, all about uh, childcare costs and a lot of hidden morsels there, a lot of hidden uh, information. And uh, the gov.uk website uh, will have a lot more for you. It's a great place to go for more advice as well. If there's one takeaway from today's Mrs. Mean podcast on childcare, Mrs. Mean, what would that be? Well, it's essential that parents claim all that they can. It's outrageous that lots and lots of parents are not claiming for the tax-free childcare of 20%. They don't know about it. Mm. So people need to claim that. Also, think about how you can use local resources such as colleagues, relatives, grandparents. Change your working patterns. That will save you a lot of money if you can change your working patterns. You can fit more into your working week. And if you are caught by the child benefit earnings trap, reduce your hours. Uh, it is expensive. The government needs to do something about it. But at the moment, the government hasn't got spare cash. And therefore, it's up to us to reduce. And as I said, au pairs, they're a blast from the past, but they are still available. And it may well work for your household if you've got a spare room 
and can live in a way that you don't feel overburdened by having a stranger in the house. Good advice. Just one of the episodes in the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast series and lots of other ones as well to uh, help you with saving some money. That's what it's all about. Mobile and broadband costs, uh, a very popular one. Also, we take a look at uh, making ends meet during the cost of living crisis, cashback schemes, cars, selling stuff, or cash is king. How to complain correctly? Because a lot of people, Mrs Mean, don't know how to complain properly to get uh, good results, do they? They don't. And I think one of the problems is Quite often, nowadays, if you have a problem with your energy company or your bank, you may uh, not get an answer to your email and then you wait on the phone for ages and ages. And when somebody comes through to you, you're so cross (laughs) that you blame them. And that is the worst way to do it because your call may be cut off. You get nowhere. You need to have a note have your account number. Number of people who try and make a complaint and they don't give their account number when they're starting a conversation. But have your account number, have the details of what your actual problem is written down. You don't need to tell them your life story. It's just, I paid £40 into my bank account and it hasn't appeared. It was 7th of January, hasn't appeared yet. Where is it? Give the bank account details. It's those sort of things that they can sort out or they know what they have to do. And at the end, you tell them exactly what you believe the problem is and you ask them when you're going to get a response. Because if you give them a time limit, you're more likely to get a response than somebody says, oh, she didn't know what she was talking about. I don't need to do that today. I'll do that tomorrow. And things that a tomorrow, a tomorrow and tomorrow, and you never get a response. Absolutely. So lots of great episodes all about saving money on that uh, platform, of course. Just uh, search Mrs. Mean Money Show on your favourite podcast platform where you get your uh, podcast from. So, Mrs. Mean, thanks very much for that. Uh, contact details coming up. If you've got an idea for a podcast you'd like Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, because she's uh, like that. She's uh, like a, I don't know, like a whippet. She's like a, a dog with a bone. She won't let it go. Do get in touch. Uh, contact details, as I say, coming up in just a moment. But, Mrs. Mean, one thing to say to you, stay mean, won't you? Undoubtedly. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to moneyfightclub.com and get in touch via the contact page. Join us next time and don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series and be sure to hit that subscribe button. Listener.